So what now? You or your loved one have BPD. You hear this podcast. Thanks for listening, by the way. And you're wondering, well, what do I do now? How do I start my recovery journey? I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. So that's an awesome quote that I had read when I was on my journey to figure out what else can I do to help myself. So I had mentioned in a previous episode that I had this blank space in my head and I needed to fill it. Well, one of the ways that I had done that was to just start reading and absorbing information about how to forge mental fortitude, how to have a stronger mindset, basically. And one of the books that I came across was a book by Mark Devine, and the title of the book is called Unbeatable Mind. This book was just so eye-opening to me because it talked about things that I had heard about but never actually implemented and practiced in my own life. And so I had seen that quote in the book and the rest of the chapter after that quote, they t- it talked about having a deep awareness, having this ability to know yourself and trust yourself and then be able to know the people around you and to trust the people around you and that that was the key to success and everything in that chapter it just made sense to me so i had had a lot of struggle prior to doing this research because some of the treatments that are out there they just didn't work for me i love dbt that's dialectical behavioral therapy if you're out there and you're not familiar with it i do i love the premise of it I think marsha's awesome um, I just thought it was there was something missing for me. I also think that, well, when I had an opportunity to do it, I should say, it was way too expensive. I mean, I live in the Philadelphia area, and the area called the Main Line is where the DBT groups, the people trained by Marshall and Hans team, where the groups are at. And it was $600 a month to attend the group, and I just didn't have the resources there wasn't like a sliding scale fee or anything like that so to be fair to dbt i didn't have the group so i was trying to do it you know with individual therapy and then on my own to learn this treatment but it just there was something that i would read it information and i would try very hard to implement it but when i got into an episode or a mood state or when i was freaking out or in the moment, I didn't know how to use those skills. It seemed like a load of crap to me, honestly. 
It made sense when I wasn't dysregulated, but when I was, it just wasn't working for me. So I just thought there's a component missing. And the component that's missing is forging mental fortitude by getting to know yourself, having such a deep awareness of yourself that you know exactly who you are and what you stand for. Because if you know who you are and what you stand for, BPD or not, you're going to be able to recover. You're going to be able to live a better life. So the two things that I started with before I started diving into DBT are, one, having a moral compass and developing a moral compass, and two, understanding the power of choice and why choice is so important in living a good life. In this episode, we are going to focus on fine-tuning or starting your moral compass from scratch. We will talk about the power of choice next week. So what is a moral compass? A moral compass includes our principles, values, and beliefs. So when you're developing, well, a typically developing child would have early childhood caregivers or teachers or someone they can emulate that teach us and instill principles, values, and beliefs in us. But not all of us are that lucky, right? Some of us have childhood trauma and breaks in attachment, childhood neglect. So we really didn't get the benefit of being taught core values, principles, and beliefs that would form this moral compass. Instead, we learned that the world is safe, is unsafe, and that everything is scary and really intense, and that emotions are really intense. So when you have BPD and a problem arises or a situation arises, the emotion that comes with the situation is really overwhelming and intense, and it seems like that should be the thing to shape our choice, right? Because feelings can be so strong and they can be really influential over the decisions that we make. So I definitely had a very difficult time figuring out whether or not my in-the-moment intense emotions should be the thing that governed my behavior or decided my behavior or whether I should have some sort of unwavering set of beliefs that would be strong and steadfast because to me my emotions were always the thing that made sense right I mean how can you ignore a BPD emotional um, intensity it's a difficult thing to do so for me I would just be like well I'll just do what I feel like doing I'll make my choices in life align with whatever I want to do because we have a right to do whatever we want to do right we don't need a moral compass right So that used to be my attitude, is that I would just feel my feelings and go with it. But if you're out there and you think this moral compass stuff is a little fishy or you're not sure why it will help you, here's why. Isn't the mindset of I'll do what I feel like doing kind of like playing with fire? Think about it. If we walk around doing only what we feel like doing, what are we actually going to accomplish? Hatred, laziness, greed jealousy, insecurity, pride, selfishness, bitterness, I could go on and on, the desire to fit in. These are all feelings that can lead to broken relationships, theft, 
drug abuse, fraud, violence, murder, more mental illness, just chaos. So if we live in a world that only honors our feelings and neglects the viewpoint of right or wrong, well, things are going to be really chaotic. And I believe that that's part of what goes on for people with BPD, that our feelings become the thing that drives our choices and our decisions. And feelings, no matter how strong they are, they cloud the direction that we should take because emotions are not facts, right? So I'm not saying that our feelings are not valid. I'm not saying that feelings should be dismissed. I'm saying that feelings are intense and they need to be spoken about and validated because you can't let a feeling go if it's not been validated. I think we all know that pretty well if we have BPD. But feelings can be felt without being acted upon. I mean, if you think about a world where feelings rule what we do, I mean, what if I just feel like taking something that doesn't belong to me? Or if I say really mean things to someone just because they're different than me. Maybe I feel really pissed off, so I just punch the person that's closest to me. Or maybe I just lie whenever it suits me. All of those things are wrong morally. And if I had had a moral compass when I started out on this journey, then I wouldn't have altered whatever my, mor- my core values may have been just to suit my mood in the moment. Doing that became very dangerous for me. I would want to be an honest person, for example. I love the idea of being an honest person. But before, I would be honest unless the situation that I found myself in didn't suit me, to be honest, right? Like it it wouldn't benefit me, in other words. So I was honest until being honest didn't benefit me. And that's what I was taught. So having a moral compass meant defining my core values and then having all of my choices and decisions line up with that. So that way I couldn't use my feelings to pick and choose whether or not I wanted to do what was right. And then I wouldn't, I also felt like I knew what I stood for and what I stood behind so that now I know that I'm going to tell the truth no matter what, even if it doesn't suit me. Because if I'm going to be in a situation where lying is the thing that benefits me, well, I don't want to be in that situation because I want to be a good person. And being a good person means staying true to my moral compass no matter what my feelings are telling me to do. Are you tired of feeling frustrated, resentful, or disconnected from your family, friends, and partner? Thrive Mind Body LLC Mindset Coaching and Counseling can help you. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. And receive 10% off your first session pack with coupon code THRIVE10. See you then. Most of my clients want to know, where do I start when I start talking with them about moral compass work? Well, the first thing you have to do is figure out what 
your core values are. Find values that resonate with you. I'm going to read a list of 15 core values to you right now. If you need to pause this podcast to go get a pen and a piece of paper, go for it. If you want to pull up your notepad, awesome. You can also Google core values. You can do your own research and check out what things that you value because my core values and my moral compass might be completely different from your core values and your moral compass, and that's totally fine. So here we go. Here are the 15 core values. Integrity, honesty, loyalty, honor, courage, commitment, selfless service, respect, self-discipline, kindness, forgiveness, transparency, trust, joy, and humility. So those are just 15 core values. So what you could do is take a list like that and you could rank the list in order of importance. Then you want to write them all down and you want to define them. So we'll get into that in a minute. But here are some questions that I want to ask, and this is from the book Unbeatable Mind that I was talking about earlier by Mark Devine. He talks about defining your passion, your principles, and your purpose. And doing that will really help you come up with what values you want to include in your moral compass. So I'm going to ask the questions from the book. Definitely check out this book. I am not paid in any way or endorsed to speak about this book. It's just an awesome read for anyone struggling to find their way. All right. Question one, to find your passion. What are you passionate about in a way that defines who you are? Question two, what makes you feel as if your hair is on fire besides a fire? (laughs) Question three, What unique skills or talents do you have that you love to use and that make you feel different? Number four, if you won the lottery today, what would you do differently? Those are some awesome questions, right? Remember, when you're filling this out, if you don't know the answer, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on yourself. And also, try to answer these questions without judgment. A lot of the times, people with BPD really, we're just mean to ourselves, So remember, this is a new journey. This is something different. This is you learning something new. You're not going to be an expert and you're not going to have all the answers. We're just opening the door to exploring, finding who you are, what you stand for, what you're passionate about, what your principles are, and what your purpose is. All right. Next set of questions is about your principles. Number one. What is it that you truly value in your life? Number two, how can you move towards those things that you truly value and away from the things that you don't value as much? Number three, what do these values say about what you are passionate about? Number four, do these values point to an overarching purpose in life? Number five, Can you make a habit of the big positive values so they become a part of your character and then your destiny? And here are the questions for your purpose. Number one, what have you been conditioned to think you are supposed to do with your life? Number two, 
What do you think you are really supposed to do with your life? Those are big ones. So number one, what has everybody always told you you should be? And number two, what do you want to be? What do you think you should be? Those are really big ones. And they're going to be difficult if you have early childhood trauma or a lot of people just beating you down. So answer the best that you can. And when you think, what do you think you are really supposed to do with your life? No pressure. What do you want to do? Could be anything. Aim high. Question three. What do you feel you are really supposed to do with your life? I think I asked that one already. Okay, (laughs) number four. Is there a tiny voice of doubt deep within you suggesting you are on the wrong track? Number five. Is that same voice nudging you forward with the sensation that you are on the right track? What one thing do you think you are here for? What thing would you focus on if you had nothing holding you back? And last question, what would you do differently if you knew you had one year to live? Those are awesome questions. All right, so once you have your list of core values and your questions about your passion, your principle, and your purpose, you can begin the process of self-reflection. Take some time and answer all of the questions and start to rank some of the core values that either you have found through your own research or that I have read to you. And once you do that, make sure that you define all of your values, have a definition for each one of them. So I've been pretty honest in this podcast and it's gotten pretty personal, right? (laughs) I figure what I could do to help out anybody who's still struggling with what to do or how to do this by just giving you guys what 10 of my core values are or have been since I started this journey of moral compass and their definitions and just kind of talk about how I did it. So my core values are integrity, honesty, loyalty, courage, self-discipline, forgiveness, joy, selfless service, humility, and kindness. Um, The way that I came about choosing those as my top 10 is just by reading this book, Unbeatable Mind, and just reading all about what makes a good person a good person, because that was my goal. My goal was to be a good person. I was tired of lying, of being emotionally intense, of doing things to get attention, and of being lost, really, because that's what it felt like. It felt like I was just living in this chaotic, lost life, and at any moment in time, anyone could hurt me or leave me or reject me. And so I just decided that being a good person, at least like if I knew I was good, if I knew I made good choices and I knew right from wrong, then I just felt like people wouldn't push me around anymore because I would know exactly what I stood for. And I was right because the minute I had started with this moral compass stuff, I mean, it was hard and it takes a lot of practice and it takes a knowledge of choice, but The minute I started, I just felt like I had a framework now that I could, or a foundation, let's say, that I could now build upon. I knew this is what it's, I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to set up my life. 
This is how I'm going to guide all of my choices. Instead of making choices based on my impulsive, intense emotion, I'm going to literally look to my core values. I have a list them a list of them in the notepad on my phone. And I have every definition written out. So like next to integrity, I have doing the right thing even when no one is looking. That's my number one core value because it's the one that I am the worst at or was even now. You know, I am not a perfect person. There are times where if we're working out, I might do nine reps. Shh, don't tell Jay. (laughs) Jay is a personal trainer as well as a mindset coach. So a little inside joke there. Um, But yeah, I might do that, you know, and I every single day that I wake up, every action and activity that I engage in, I try my best to have integrity. I try better than my best, actually. I do it even when it's uncomfortable. And if I do one less rep, I catch myself and I go back and complete the rep because I need to make sure that I don't choose values based on my feelings because like we talked about a minute ago, feelings cannot cannot guide behavior. It clouds the direction. Okay. My number two core value is honesty. Honesty is speak the truth and act truthfully. I am an honest person now. I do not lie. I used to be the person who would do just ridiculously dumb things to lie. Like I would, if I was eating a snack and it wasn't a snack time, I would hide the snack wrapper at the bottom of the trash can. Or... I would be in a rush and didn't brush my teeth. And Joe would be like, oh, did you brush your teeth? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> like things like that, which, you know, they're just ridiculous things. But if you tell little lies, they add up to big lies. And it just shows that you're not a trustworthy person. How can he trust me if I'm not honest? Even with something like that, how can anyone trust me? Even my clients will tell you that I will tell them the truth all the time. If I can't be at a session, they know exactly why. They know exactly why because I speak the truth and act truthfully no matter what. And I believe that I am acting in their best interests by telling them the truth because most of the people that I work with, well, a lot of the people that I work with, I don't want them to think that I am rejecting them, abandoning them. I'm just canceling because it's them. Like I don't ever want anyone to think that because I would and maybe they wouldn't, but I just don't. So and that's an example of how I'm just honest. Um, loyalty. Loyalty is being faithful and devoted to loved ones. So I never had a problem being loyal. Actually, I saw something on the BPD page that said that people with BPD are very loyal. And I agree with that one for myself. I'm incredibly loyal when I'm motivated and I found that person or that thing that I want to be loyal to. So, you know, those are just some of the examples of my core values. But as you can see, I laid them all out. I listed them. I defined them. I put them on my phone where I can see them. I even have people sometimes put them up all over their house. Hang hang signs that have the definition all over the house. If you have kids, that's an awesome thing to do because... I mean, I'm telling you right now, like, I think it's pretty difficult to be a parent or to parent a child the way that 
you know, maybe they quote unquote should be parented to have a normal life if we lack the knowledge and skills to do that. So I can't teach my kid core values if I don't know them. So if you're learning this, why not teach your kids at the same time or your spouse or your partner or whatever? Put them up all over the house. That way, when you're in a moment where you feel intense and, you know, like with working out, if I'm working out and I am exhausted and tired and I'm feeling emotional and I'm feeling like I don't really want to work out, I don't want to do, you know, a hundred burpees or whatever or that one last squat, I don't want to do it. I'll do it anyway because I know that I can see the sign. It says integrity, doing the right thing even when no one is looking. So I know that that is my value, that even though I'm uncomfortable, my feelings are independent of my core values and I'm going to do it anyway. And every single day that I do that and every decision that I make and I'm able to align my decisions with my values is a good day because like I said earlier, when you have a solid moral compass and you make your choices align with those core values, even when it doesn't feel good, you know what you stand for. And when you know what you stand for, you can trust yourself and you can trust your choices. And if you trust yourself and your choices, no one will be able to push you and no one will be able to leave you and reject you and abandon you you will have a choice and you will have a say and you will have control the control that you've always wanted so next week i'll go more into choice and i really appreciate you listening to this episode about moral compass if you have any questions at all listen to the end and it'll tell you how to message me through anchor or you can send me an email at rose at thriveonlinecounseling.com rose at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Check us out. We have a Facebook group going on to work on this moral compass. It's from Borderline to Beautiful on Facebook. We would love to have you um, on Monday nights at 7 p.m. EST. We have a Zoom support group going on too that I'm moderating. I'm really trying to help people with their moral compass work. And if you want to work with me individually, I do co-own with my husband, Jay, Thrive Online Counseling. So if you want to check out thriveonlinecounseling.com, send us a message, schedule an initial consult. I would love to hear from you. Awesome. All right, that concludes our episode for the week. Thank you so much. If you're out there and you're listening and this is helping you, that's awesome. If you've reached out to me to let me know that, I really appreciate it. It touches me very deeply to know that I'm able to help people that people are listening and that they're finding support in this podcast. That is totally my goal. So stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to do an episode about the power of choice. Bye for now. Okay, thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Thrive Mind Body, LLC online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. 
Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, and I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. We'll have all those links in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.